0: Not just Russia and China, there's a massive group of countries that are joining, including our allies. Countries such as Mexico has expressed interest in joining the BRICS Plus nations.
1: Well, hello there, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcadia Economics. Glad to be back on the air. After a week, we had a YouTube strike for a video we made last year about a medical condition that's been going around the last couple of years that in uh, light of policies that exist on YouTube, we will leave nameless. Although good to have Andy Sheckman back on the show. Andy was actually on vacation last week, getting a well-deserved break. So Andy, it's great to have you back in here. And how are you doing today?
0: Great to see you, Chris. Good to be back, buddy. Thanks for having me.
1: Happy good, Valentine's uh... Day. Thank you. As we are recording on Tuesday, shortly after the CPI report has come out and had a good break last week and I I hear you got out to do a little skiing and uh, get some well-deserved relaxation in there.
0: Yeah, it was great. Uh, Snow in Colorado, the best snow they've had in 50 years. It was truly incredible. Best skiing I've ever done in my life. So. Any of you uh, able to get out to Colorado, you'll be very pleasantly, pleasantly surprised at the most incredible conditions they've had in five decades, according to the locals.
1: Well, glad you got a good break there. And uh, it's interesting. Certainly, we're both in some warm, sunny parts of the world and almost forget how it's still quite wintry and cold in many other places. So hope everyone is doing well out there. One other note did want to pass along before we got started. I know John Little has been doing the Wednesday shows, although lately he's been busy with some research that I think people are familiar with out there. So at least for now, we are going to go back to the regular Wednesday schedule. Andy will probably have you on Tuesdays going forward, but either case, just wanted to pass that along and... With that said, um, before we dig into the premiums and availability of silver that is going on out there, did want to get your take. Again, we're recording on Tuesday, about 1030 Eastern time, and we did have the CPI come out. Certainly an interesting reaction in gold and silver where we had the CPI both monthly and yearly come in a tick higher than expected. And which given today's current environment where more inflation means the Fed is likely to keep rates higher for longer. Got a little bit of a counterintuitive reaction initially where things spiked up, then came down quite a bit, then spiking back up in that somewhat familiar V-shaped pattern that we've seen quite a bit over the years, same thing in gold. So um, any thoughts on what we've seen out of CPI and the reaction in gold and silver so far?
0: That market, that that market reaction reminds me of the way that most of us feel about our government these days—a lack of trust. I mean, it, just as a side note, has anyone seen our president since these balloons appeared and have been shot down? It's this lack of trust, and the lack of trust in in our markets. There's a man named Dmitry Speck. I haven't seen much from Dmitry in a long time, but Dmitri Speck is a brilliant chartist who who showed a long time ago this. Pattern of AM fix and PM fix smashes uh, by the cartel uh, at the PM fix in London and the AM fix in London, roughly two o'clock in the morning Eastern Time, and then right as we're heading into New York, leaving London. This is this typical pattern of of smashing down the price of gold and silver. This is not how markets behave. In fact. Dimitri did a wonderful chart that I used to use in my presentations where he took 10 years worth of market data and stuffed it into one chart. And what you see in that chart is bang at the AM fix and bang at the PM fix as it heads into uh, into New York, leaving London, there it is right there. And that chart then moves all the way up as we head back to Asia and it starts all over again. This is a chart that as far as I'm concerned, explains a lot of the counterintuitive nature and reeks of desperation. Now, back then, 1993 to 2012, this was an easy pattern to pull off if you are the cartel, because no one wanted gold anyway. Back then, you know, yeah, gold definitely did well leading up into 2011. No question about it. But the thing is that really most of the world hasn't awoken to the virtues of something other than fiat currencies and the system until just recently and i think now more than ever this is a and again remember what gold and silver are yes yeah, silver is a commodity silver has industrial uses but silver really is money and it was money before it was a commodity and the same thing is true about gold it is money it is a mere reflection of the system and as the Western system clings to the last vestiges of its power, suppressing the canary in the mineshaft is vitally important. So inflation goes up today. You see a spike right there, right before the PM fix, because the you know the, the, the people who thought they'd outsmart the market figured, well, inflation's got to be up. The numbers are pointing up. Let's jump in while we can. And then bang, they smash it down right into Dimitri Speck's v-shape right there this is exactly what we've been seeing for a very long time and this is why you have to take a step back take a deep breath see the big picture and not get too tripped out or freaked out about this counterintuitive nature because in the end mathematics the economics of it will play out and look um it's frustrating i get it but I think we live in a world that is spinning so far out of control and we're seeing such a huge, huge growing chorus of countries around the world coalescing together against this type of manipulation, hypocrisy, um, hegem- hegemony, all of it is, is only furthering, I think, the, the coalition of, of countries against this type of overt Uh, market manipulation. And in the end, the only way you can manipulate a market over time is to push it in the direction it is going. And I think we are seeing such a massive move away from fiat and by the biggest money in the world, who is front running the ultimate move in, I think, anything opposite the dollar, certainly precious metals at the top of, of that list. And when you see a move like we did today in front of the CPI tick, it only reeks of more and more desperation by by the cartel who's hanging on by, by the, the skin of their, of their fingernails. And, you know, there's not much skin there. So I don't know how much longer this goes on, Chris, but it's frustrating. I get it. But in the end, I think it'll turn out to be for those of us that have used these pullbacks as a subsidy, it'll turn out to be well-rewarded.
1: Well, I think so. And especially uh, you mentioned, obviously silver has the industrial component and I don't know if we've gotten any reports yet on how much silver goes into your average UFO that's flying around <laughs> out there and getting shot down. Although that that was certainly the part that led me to silver even more so as, as opposed to gold where so much of it being consumed. And Andy, you've talked about the big picture and taking a step back from the day to day quite a bit. You've done a presentation at a bunch of the conferences in the last year and talked about it on a variety of different podcasts and including Robert Kiyosaki, who's a big fan of that guy, Andy Sheckman. Uh, what would you say at this point? I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit, but what would you say is the big picture at this point that in terms of gold and silver and, and how you're looking at that? I
0: think the big picture centers around the loss of the petrodollar status and the the BRICS nations the Shanghai corporation organization the belt road initiative amount to close to 85 percent of human population and it is spinning faster and faster and faster all of the things that I have talked about leading up to now um it it shocked me how fast it's all happened and now we're getting to a point where they're going to start speeding up even further just on Sunday uh, the United States has told all of its citizens to leave Russia immediately uh, due to the potential of arbitrary harassment and uh, arrest by law enforcement agencies. We saw Russia cut oil production by 500,000 barrels uh, just a couple of days ago. And I think it, there's no coincidence that Biden just uh, requested more oil to be sent out of the Strategic Petroleum Fund to combat this. This is the, the back and forth, that the cat and mouth, mouse that I don't think uh, has even begun to happen yet. We're seeing the the Russian finance ministry uh, came out and said they will completely take the euro and already did the dollar out of its national wealth fund will be replaced with gold and Chinese yuan. We've seen Qatar just sign their second massive liquid natural gas deal with China. The, The first one they did was the biggest one in the history, the liquid natural gas Market. who was the biggest player before that? I believe it was the United States. These countries are all distancing themselves from doing business with or, or, or trading in, in U.S. dollars and it's continuing over and over and over every single day. Russia and Iran just signed an interbank deal, transfer program. This is similar to the Chinese M-bridge, uh, M as in Minnesota, uh, where these countries, because remember, the Bank of International Settlements, before we see this final coalition of the BRICS, uh, they've, we've been told that every country has to have their central bank digital currency. So the M-Bridge was designed between the United Arab Emirates and China for cross-border payment using central bank digital currencies that sidesteps the SWIFT system. Now we see Russia and, and Iran doing it. And, you know, you got... I don't know. 106 banks in in the uh, Iran system and and over 50, or, or in the Russian system and over 50 some banks in the Iranian system, they're all joining together right now to fight against the Western hypocrisy and and the Western uh, um, uh, homogeny. And I and I just think this is something that we'll see continue and really accelerate. Just looking over the last couple of days for stories that fit this narrative, we see Egypt's gold reserves increasing by 33% last year. On a per capita basis, that's the third largest in the world. Turkey, our ally, they just uh, joined the BRICS nations. They bought more gold than anyone in the world last year. South Sudan suspends the use of dollars for, for all commercial contracts. It has to be signed in the local currency. We see China accumulating gold for the third straight month in January, bought 15 tons in January, 32 months in December, and 30 tons in November. They tell us they have 2,025 tons, yet according to Alistair McLeod, that would be somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 times under what he believes they have, close to to eight times what the U.S. uh, supposedly has at Fort Knox, albeit that hasn't been audited in over 50 years. It goes on and on and on. And I think the biggest thing is that the central banks appear to be massively de And it's almost as if they're preparing for war. Listen to this war chest that JP Morgan just told us that China holds. He says, they say they currently hold 80% of the global copper inventories. You've been hearing a lot about copper disappearing. 70% of the corn inventories, 51% of wheat. of soybeans, 70% of crude oil, and 20% of global aluminum inventories. If you look at the numbers on the um, London Metals Exchange, their aluminum inventories, if I'm not mistaken, dropped by over 70% last year. And they're saying, JP is saying that China holds 20% of the global aluminum inventories. This is a war chest. This is not holding dead instruments that they've held forever. Instead, they are letting, they're not letting those roll over and and get new ones they're letting them expire and they're taking that money and they're building infrastructure like the belt road initiative they're striking deals um and they are accumulating all of the commodities not just massive amounts of gold and silver but they're doing that too as we saw india import 304 million ounces which is uh 10 times what the registered category is in the comex market so it's not just gold, it's not just silver, it's all of these commodities that you would need to build a war chest, especially if your ultimate goal is to distance yourself from the West. Little by little by little by little, we are seeing these countries move away from the West, strike arrangements and deals with one another and build a war chest of of commodities that that in my mind, are a whole lot better than holding a large book of, of of U.S. treasuries. And you can see that by how they're all just shedding treasuries, including China, month over month over month. They're approaching 200 billion in shed treasuries over the last 10 months. So it's, it's one of these deals where I think that is the biggest trend more than anything else. What we see here is a sideshow as far as I'm concerned.
1: Well, I think that makes a lot of sense, and I understand if you're following it on a day-to-day basis and you see the prices move up and down, can not always seem like it's matching that, although, I mean, I think what also factors in is that there isn't a system necessarily out there to go to, and it's right now we're on the dollar as the reserve currency, and I think people see the problems, yet it's a matter of, well, what do we do yet? you do see these trends happening. And maybe while the replacement is not out there, it does seem like, especially headed by Russia and China, that there's a lot of effort being put into figuring out a way to not be as dependent on the dollar. And I think that's what led many of us into gold and silver and seems to be continuing. So Uh, And it's not
0: just Russia and China. There's a massive group of countries that are joining, including our allies. Countries such as Mexico has expressed interest in joining the BRICS plus nations, including uh, uh, Egypt and Turkey and and Argentina and Venezuela and and on and on and on. And these countries are continuing to grow. You look at the Shanghai Corporation Organization, it represents over 60% of of human population. And, And this is you know, a piece that I haven't even really even talked about. Looking at the Belt Road Initiative. All 13 OPEC producing countries are on the Belt Road Initiative. Saudi Arabia, who said we're, we're we're joining the BRICS Nations, who said we're open in Davos two weeks ago to selling oil for other currencies, telling the world that China is their most important partner in trading oil this year and for the next 50. You can see little by little by little the cracks are happening, the 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 growing chorus. It's growing louder, louder and louder and larger by the day against the West. And I think this is really the most important thing to focus on. And that's why when we are focusing on a quarter point, uh, you know, 25 basis point rise in, in, in interest rates or looking at the inflation numbers and, and what the Fed is going to do or not going to do, it's it's misdirection. It's a distraction, just like the balloons are. It's a distraction. Look at the big picture. The big picture is we're at the end of, of a long, really great run, and everything good comes to an end, and I'm hoping it doesn't, but if you look at the movements of the rest of the world, it is, at least, at least by by the picture that I see, and I don't know what triggers it or when it happens, but you can see we are losing the influence and the good graces in particular of our foreign creditors. Uh, and maybe it has to do with the weaponizing of the dollar and the rest of the world waking up to the fact that if they end up on the wrong side of the, of the table to the U.S., that they will face the similar fate that Russia did, having their assets not only sanctioned, but look what the European Union just did. They said that the assets that they sanctioned from Russia will be used and confiscated to rebuild the Ukraine. And now you have Zelensky traveling all around Europe asking for more weaponry. And we're this close to to World War III. There are bigger things at play than what Jerome Powell will do uh, or won't do. And a 25 basis point increase, which is still amounts to pussyfooting when you have inflation much higher than the rate of of the interest rates. So, you know what, Chris, I think what you're doing, what I'm trying to do, is help people understand that the road to retirement is not just paved with dollar bills, with mutual funds, with stock certificates. Heck, if you look at, at, the, at the one last thing, I know it's a little digression, but if you look since 1982, prior to 1982, uh, buying back your shares in the market was illegal. It was considered manipulative. And they changed that in 1982. That was at the peak of the interest rates, 18, 19, 20%. It's gone straight down like this, interest rates have for the past, literally, for the past 40 years. And that has coincided with the greatest bull market in bonds and stocks in history. There's been ups, there's been downs, but it's been that ability by corporations to buy back their stocks, which has created this illusion over the last couple of years and seeing interest rates rise. This year, the way that they are, I think will put a big damper on that. And maybe it's the second year in a row where you see people see massive uh, red and losses in their portfolio. Maybe that's what it takes to wake people up in this country, to stop focusing singularly on a road that is only paved with dollars, bonds, and stocks. To realize that you know the rest of the world is already on a different path that's the most important thing it's 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 this illusion of prosperity that has been created through suppression of interest rates through manipulation of markets and i think we've outlived the good graces of our foreign creditors because of behavior like this because of behavior like dimitri uh, speck has outlined where you see the markets counterintuitively getting smashed prior to news that should make them go up this is all all culminating in massive distrust, not only by the American people of their own government, but but of the rest of the world at the same time.
1: Well, I know what you mean. And as you were saying that, I was thinking back to the working group on capital markets, also same known thing. as the Plunge Protection Team, created in 1987 after that real estate debacle. And I guess it's a matter of perspective how you look at these things, but you know they didn't want the market to crash again. Well, which on one hand sounds good, but if it's levered up and overvalued, then just the fact that you don't want it to go lower, there's also something that things are worth. And we have these policies similar with the Fed. They don't like interest rates at a certain level, so they just change it. It seems to be, uh, at least for my studies of Austrian economics, a little counterintuitive to natural supply and demand, which usually has its kickback and uh one last thing before we get to the latest in the silver premiums i've brought this up a couple times before on the show but this was from drone Powell's december press conference he mentions the median projection for the appropriate level of fed funds is 5.1 percent at the end of next year which referring to 2023 um half point higher than in september but mentions the median projection is 4.1 percent at the end of 2024 and 3.1 percent at the end of 2025 which would still be above the median estimate of its longer run values. So, you know, we can debate whether they pivot this year or interest rates go a little higher than expected yet. I just continue to find this interesting where whatever happens in the short term, I mean, even he's saying that there's a pivot coming at some point and they're going to be cutting interest rates. So.
0: I don't believe anything they say anymore. Go back to Bernanke. who told us the subprime crisis was contained. Go back earlier in the year when they said inflation wasn't a worry, and then it became transitory, and then it became structural. And everything that they say is wrong. The moves that they make are, are either lagging or 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 um just wrong. And everything that they tell us just seems to be wrong. And I, you know, I don't I don't believe them, to be honest with you. And and I, you know, yes, I think the the conventional wisdom is that they will pivot. And why will they pivot? Because they will they will go too far with their rate hikes. Now, it's interesting, when you look at the rate hikes, in my mind, they haven't done anything to really stop inflation. If they really wanted to get it tough on inflation, they would have raised the the, the requirements, reserve requirements for the banks, which they haven't done, and then they would have popped um, the rates up above the rate of inflation, which they haven't done. The one thing that they have done is raise rates in a... Um, a rate faster than we've ever seen before straight up and so that will have effects these rates typically lag anywhere from 6 to 9 to even 12 months or longer into the system so we haven't really seen the impact of those rate hikes yet but i do going back to buying back the shares where companies will go into the open market borrow money at you know half a billion dollars at 1% put it into the market buy their shares jack up the share price Create this illusion of strength of 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 the corporation and and enrich the the executives. Those days are coming to an end. Just just servicing the existing debt out there is going to become much much tougher. So I think when we talk about a Fed who has these you know aspirations of some point of bringing uh, you know the rates down again. At what point does the rest of the world just give up on the fiat system and say, this is just a bunch of crap, where the whole thing is being controlled by a handful of of intellects, instead of letting the market control, the free market control where the rate of, of interest is at and where prices should be at not being controlled and manipulated. And I think we're coming to the end of that cycle. And I don't believe a word that Jerome Powell says, and I don't think any of us should, the history of the Fed and their decisions and being wrong almost every single time should, I think, should take precedent into anything that they are trying to say, even when they try to make it look intellectual.
1: Well, I hear you. And it is interesting when you think back about inflation was going to be transitory, uh, subprime contained and everything else. And, you know, I try and give some of these guys the benefit of a doubt sometimes, although Like you said, there's been people pointing out some of the flaws in these things that continue to manifest. So uh, with that said, though, Andy, could you give us an update on the premium levels, which uh, especially for silver, obviously, they came down a bit starting the year. And last we talked, they had been rising slightly. But how's everything looking there as well as product availability?
0: You know, one of the things that the price management is really adept at doing is knocking the wind out of the people who are are thinking about buying precious metals or the people who are new to the market. For people like you and I, we've seen this. When I mentioned Dimitri Speck, bang, you popped up that, that chart. I didn't mention that prior to our conversation. You understand this. People who've been following you understand this. And you and I had a great talk last night offline And I think it weighs on both of us, how the counterintuitive nature is is maddening in many respects, It's, it's much worse for people who are not used to this type of behavior. Most of us believe that we live in a world of free markets and it's easy to believe that when you see what most of us have been invested in, that being stocks and bonds have enjoyed a 40 year bull market, But the funny thing is, is that they ignore the fact that that was largely manipulated as well to create a perception, an illusion of wealth with low interest rates and easy money and conditions that would foster these types of rallies. They're not looking at the other side of the equation. Gold and silver are the canary in the mineshaft. And what it has done, what the counterintuitive price action has done, has, I think, knocked the wind out of a good deal of the people who are in this market or were thinking about being in this market, creating an environment where it's the best price and premium and availability I have seen in over three years. What does that mean? I don't know exactly what that means going forward, simply to tell you that I haven't seen the availability or the price uh, or with the exception of the american-made product that's a whole different discussion but it, it's as good of a of a value and availability as we've seen in in since the beginning of 2020 and it came out of nowhere and um it's befuddling to be honest with you but if if you're thinking of protecting yourself from all of the craziness you see around you, if you realize that the biggest money in the world has been doing this for three years, has been accumulating precious metals, has been de-dollarizing, when you realize that 85% of the world that is joining together, 85% of human population, these are the countries that are accumulating all the gold and silver, and they're using price suppression to do so. At some point, I would hope that the West wises up and does what China and Russia are doing. China and Russia are begging their citizens to buy gold and silver. Russia just removed a 20% VAT tax recently so that their, 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 their citizens could own gold and silver because they're being honest with them. Ours are not, and they're leading us into a fire. And right in front of you is the best availability and pricing that we've seen in three years when the rest of the world is telling their people and their governments to load up on this stuff and get away from the dollars, who's going to win? I don't know. I guess only the history books will tell us. But honest to God, I believe it is the best value we've seen truly um, unequivocally in over three years. So it, product is is uh, available. Premiums are steady. They're not falling. They're not going up too much, except on the American Eagles, which is just befuddling. And I think it's uh, it's one of these deals where whatever it whatever flips the switch and makes people wake up it can change in the blink of an eye but right now it's great the special that i'm going to offer your listeners and your listeners only for the next 72 hours will be the best price that i've offered anyone anyone since before the pandemic going back to 2019 and before and uh i haven't said that once in over three years
1: All right. And uh, something you mentioned in there with the VAT taxes in Russia actually does remind me of how we've seen several states move towards uh, removing the sales tax or the gains tax on metals. So interesting, perhaps not at a federal level yet, but seeing that a bit on the state level. And Andy, before we wrap up, one question I did have that came in was about the face values on some of the sovereign coins in the U.S., where do those come from? why what What function do they actually serve uh, with someone that uh, we have a big fan Jake out there who was curious about that. And I was wondering if you could comment on that,
0: yeah, it it really is one of these questions I don't think anyone really has an answer to other than the goal that is held on the books, you know, one of the things that that, is weird is if you go to like for example look at the gold held in europe it's all on the books at 35 an ounce that was the bretton woods agreement that the countries could exchange their gold for uh, or their dollars for gold at a fixed rate of 35 dollars an ounce and ironically enough it's all held in something called the revaluation account don't know why exactly they call it the revaluation account but if they wanted to revalue it uh, against their liabilities, which coincidentally, accounting laws don't allow them to do that at this point, these international accounting laws. But if they were to change that and value gold at 1800, or maybe even as, as Roosevelt did, jack the price up or devalue the currency and revalue it at much higher, all of these countries that are that, that are way in the red could find themselves solvent, could find their, their liabilities Um, uh, taken care of by their assets on their balance sheet by revaluing gold. In the case of the U.S., it's at $42.22 an ounce. That is the official price of gold still on the books today for the U.S. So why is the one ounce gold coin $50 face value? I don't know. I mean, it's eerily similar when you think about What Roosevelt did, he paid everyone instead of $20 on the $20 gold coin, the picture right behind me, I believe he paid everyone like $20 and 60 cents or somewhere in that neighborhood and then immediately revalued uh, or devalued the dollar by 40% against gold. Could that be what this is all about? I certainly hope not. I don't think it is, but it doesn't make sense why a one ounce gold coin is $50. Same thing true with the Canadian Maple $50. The half ounce is $25, I believe. The quarter ounce is $10. The one-tenth ounce is 5 It's a good question. I don't really know it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and the $1 silver coin, the American Eagle, $1. You know, you got people out there who will tell you this is what they're going to do. If they reintroduce gold as money, there'll be a reset. The $50 gold coin will be worth $50. I mean, is that going to happen? I doubt it. Is it trivial? Don't know. It's a good question. One that I'll try to dig into more by the time we talk next week. I'll try to have a more definitive answer. But I've never really figured that one out, and I've never really dug too deep into it, other than to say the official price of gold on the books right now is $42.22 an ounce.
1: Well, could be paving the way for that trillion-dollar platinum coin we continue to hear uh, speculation about, which is... Just mind boggling that that even uh, enters the conversation yet. In either case, uh, appreciate everything you shared there. And um, if people are interested in buying or selling silver or gold, um, anything in terms of a special this week that that you could mention?
0: I'm going to offer your listeners and only your listeners. And I know there's some spillover and this will get out there, but for the next 72 hours from the time you post this, and I'm saving them for Arcadia listeners only. I have somewhere in the neighborhood of four or 500 kilo bars by JBR, JBR kilo bars that I'm gonna offer your listeners at a $1.99 over. That's a dollar cheaper than I've sold them for per ounce uh, for three years. And most of the time it's been much, much, much higher. So JBR kilo bars at $1.99 over for our Katie listen, listeners only for 72 hours. And the only reason I say 72 hours, I don't have enough of them well, it's not going to last more than a couple of days. So that's as good of a value as I've seen in a very, 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 very long time, Chris. And I, I will say this, and I believe it to my soul no matter what is happening with the price, silver is the value opposite, the value opportunity of a lifetime, of a generation for sure. And um, I don't think that you could find a better place to put your money in times of all this uncertainty i do every two weeks i have for for 34 years i've never missed a two-week period and for the last probably two years 99 of what i have purchased has been silver in my soul in my heart i know it is the right the right place to be and the disconnection the counterintuitive behavior price action all of that makes it difficult but in the end i know i'm going to be right and i think deep down in your heart you know so too so uh, I will always be here to do what I can to, to help to, to, um, provide your people with the best service and the best price I possibly can. And I think this is as good of a buy as I've seen in a very, very, very long time. And it's only for our Katie listeners only.
1: All right. And, uh, interesting. You mentioned, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but going back to 33 years, so you were scooping up some three and $4 silver, uh, All the way back then, which obviously we had that high in $49 2011, but at least. I
0: remember silver at under $3 at $2 and change and, you know, gold at $252 and people don't, you know, take a look at that, go back to 2000 on gold at 252 bucks. And at 1800, you know, it's way up silver at two, $3 it's way up. It's the tortoise, not the hare. but what it really is, is the canary in the mine shaft. And I think for, A very long time, people had forgotten what gold and silver truly were. We have been told they're commodities, they're not, they're money, they're wealth. They've been that for 5,000 years. And now with the growing chorus of people like yourself who have been talking about this, I think they're scared. The powers that be understand that what it represents is the kryptonite to the system. And um, that's why buying them at these levels is the right thing to do. Look at if you would have bought you know, if you would have bought in 2010, you would have gone through a, you know, seven, eight, nine years of thinking that the sky is falling and then it it popped right back up. Look if you would have bought in 1980. You know, the trend is moving in the right direction. Ultimately, these are assets that you buy and you put away. And you're not looking at the day-to-day price. You are putting them away, hoping you never need to use them. If you do, you're damn glad you have them. And it could be an opportunity, not just an emergency, but what it will be is, is, a, is leaving a legacy for your family in a world of uncertainty, in a world that is, is changing. I think it's as important of a place to be right now as it's ever been in the history of this country. And uh, if I'm right, being in dollars is going to be the road to ruin. I really do believe as Rick Rule says, if you're not a contrarian, when this all stops, you're gonna be a victim.
1: Well, appreciate everything you shared there. Again, if people have questions or uh, want pricing, you can contact Arcadia at milesfranklin.com. And Andy, thanks again. Uh, certainly a lot we covered today, so making up for I it. will be
0: back with some info on the $50 face value. And I will, if it kills me, I'll figure out what it's all about next week and we'll talk about it. But uh, in the meantime, you stay well. Have a happy Valentine's Day. And uh, to you and everyone out there and look forward to talking to you next week, buddy
1: appreciate that, and I'll see you then. Take care. Well, thank you, Andy. Always appreciate getting his insight into what is going on in the gold and silver markets. Obviously, a lot happening with the geopolitics that doesn't unfold on perhaps a day-to-day basis, but when you see some of these trends going on as they have continued for years and decades, I think that's the reason that a lot of people turn to gold and silver. Certainly, is the reason that I have done so, and... It will be interesting to see how things unfold going forward. And before we wrap up, did want to pass along a note from Kuya Silver because I've talked a lot over the past year about how they are nearing going into production. And last week they did make an agreement to start doing some toll milling. And that's with Minera Peru Sol, which is 230 kilometers from their Bethania project. Note from David Stein here, mentioning that the toll milling agreement will allow CUI to begin processing material from the Bethania project in 2023, similar to how the mine has operated in the past. And this is an initial processing step that should be helpful in reducing operational risk as they look to develop their own plant on site. It is a non-exclusive agreement, so still leaves them with plenty of options as they begin to move things into production later this year. So just wanted to pass that along. And with that said, we'll wrap up for today, but thanks as always for tuning in and I will see you again tomorrow.